Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Lacey Evans has been repackaged again. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D, your Jam That Champion, and I can now officially say your Quizzlemania champion. Just dripping with gold. Oh, I'm like the Roman Reigns of WrestleTalk, got all the gold on me, and my own bloodline. You, you should get everyone to acknowledge you at the beginning of every podcast. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. acknowledge me, I'm just feeding the ego. <laughs> <laughs> Are you my Sami Zayn in order? It's just yeah, yeah. to hype me up. And of course, I'm joined by the voice of British wrestling, Dave Bradshaw. Dave, welcome to the Hello. SmackDown podcast. And Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas. I yes. feel a bit under. You've worn a Christmassy cardigan here. I've got my Christmas cardigan on. And I've, I have not. But well, I mean, you even said to me before we came in here, you haven't watched a single Christmas movie. No, yet. it's Christmas Eve though. It's Christmas Eve morning as we're filming this, right? So I'm um, I'm planning on going straight home after this. Got Home Alone two. Queued up, ready to go, Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. And maybe I might do love actually if we got time. I mean, I, I was just on the phone with Ollie and he said to me they were just about to watch Elf. Yeah. And this evening, they're going to the cinema to watch It's a Wonderful Life. Ooh. So that's a nice little Christmas festive double. Cinemas open on. Well, I mean, Christmas the Prin- Prince Charles cinemas always open. I think that okay. some cinemas might be open Christmas Day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am, I'm going to go home and watch Elf. Yep. Um, I think, know, I've never seen Elf. Have you never saw? Embarrassing, isn't Dave. It? Yeah. Oh, well, maybe this is the year to rectify that. I've got time. You've got time got on your time. hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the whole day. If not, do it tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah, I, we're going to watch Elf, and I think we're also going to watch Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. I mean, the Muppets is the best. Yeah, it's the best Christmas movie. Hundred percent. Yeah. There's no debate around that. Yeah. Um, although I would also say because this has been a bit of a running gag on the show recently, mm-hmm. Home Alone is better than Home Alone too. No, it's not. Yeah, you're not wrong. one of those people. This is wrong. <laughs> well, who, wait, who's on your side? And so, well, I mean, it, Dan Layton agrees yeah. with you. Good. And everyone else agrees with well, us. Well, Dan is a sensible man. Because <laughs> Pigeon Lady is better than Shovel Man. 
Yeah, no, but it's the same character. Like the problem yeah, with Home Alone too is it's the same movie. And it's movie, New York, but again, and New York's like magical. This is that's exactly what Dan said to me yeah, the other yeah. day. He was like, "Yeah, but New York's magical, isn't it?" Yeah, rather than a massive house. What does his dad do? I know I'm not the only one to ask this. Oh, I mean, it's clearly Kevin's insurance dad. or something. Yeah, he's in the mafia. <laughs> he must be. It's either insurance or insurance fraud. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, let's talk about this episode Wrestling. of SmackDown. It yeah. sh- it shouldn't take long because this was a taped episode of SmackDown. Oh yeah, taped after last week's episode. So. It was the usual filler episode of of a WWE broadcast. Yeah, we had a gauntlet match. It's like it's like it's it's the last episode before Christmas. It's uh, oh, it's the last day of school. Yeah, basically. it's still like at least five weeks till the next premium event. There's, yeah, there's not much. It's not much we need yeah. to be doing. The Bloodline cut a promo. We had a bonkers little match. Like this, this is was an episode that was full of festive cheer, and all the good guys won. There was just happiness all round basically it did warm the cockles didn't it it did particularly that main event however i think one of the striking parts about this episode certainly the most newsworthy part of the episode is a video package right before the main event for lacey evans who is getting what feels like her sixth character change since coming up to the main roster just a couple of years ago. Hmm. Like, it was 2019, I think she was called up to the main roster? Yeah, well, yeah. Late 2018, she was part of that on their weight. And that gimmick where she would just walk out on stage, then turn around and walk back. Yeah. She, well, the gimmicks that she had. She was the, in the feud with Becky Lynch. Then she was Ric Flair's... Um, surrogate daughter in yes. her feud with charlotte flair yes and then she was pregnant and it was insinuated it was rick flair's mm. and then everyone stopped doing it because everyone felt uncomfortable about it she had the repackage after she came back from the pregnancy where they wanted to position her as a baby face and she cut these very good promos she had these really interesting video packages on smackdown where she was talking about her real life struggles you know her time in the army and everything and they wanted to present her as the army vet that everyone cheers but then she came out and cut heel promos and then they dropped all of that and she just went back to her old character for a bit. Then she was off she's been off TV for a little while. Now she's back with a brand new character. Mm. And that brand new character is G.I. Jane, I guess. She is just army yeah. vet. I've been trained for this. I'm a I've got a particular set of skills. You know, almost like she basically cut a taken promo. Mm. My, my I suppose my question is, is this a repackage that will actually stick? And secondly to that. Is it a repackaging that will actually help? Because nothing else has really gotten her over. Hmm. I do think there's quite a lot of repackaging going on, not just with Lacey Evans, isn't it? I mean, he takes one at Austin Theory, for example, over on Raw and what's happening, what's happened with him. Like, it, it, we still feel very much like we're in the Triple H has inherited this company creatively. Yeah. Uh, it's going to take me six months to get it where I want it to be, kind of. Exactly. Because yeah. there's, there's a lot of this still. In Lacey Evans' case, I mean, you just—I mean, it is ridiculous. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you listed out. I, I suppose with Evans, it just sort of sticks out because because it's she's had nothing but repackages. So constant. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like Taken. Yeah, you know, yeah. We all like, oh, all like Taken. Good, I like GI Jane. <laughs> yeah, great so job. The, the 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 package itself was like, okay. I mean, fine, but yeah, you know, I think there's every reason to be skeptical. Right? It is a little bit, yeah. Right. And I, it, my, I suppose my the question I have sort of hanging over me is, you know, not just will it stick. It's like, is this one going to work? And it's come at a really bad week for Evans as well because mm. she was in the headlines this week for some pretty controversial takes 
on her Instagram feed where, in case you no one uh, anyone missed it, she put up an Instagram feed uh, on her Instagram story. She reposted a video from, it's not from InfoWars, but it was filmed on the InfoWars set that said ADHD and autism didn't exist in the 1980s and it's only just sort of, it's made up for now and it's being yeah. done by processed foods and all this sort of stuff. And she got heavily criticised, I would argue correctly so. Yeah, from imagine that. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, she got very criticised for the, for the, the opinions that she shared everyone is welcome to their own opinions of course but sometimes there is yes. science yes you're not entitled to your own facts yeah, well that, yes absolutely and and she was very heavily criticized for it online and to the point where she had to delete uh, a series of posts that she had made about it and it almost feels like i think if i were WWE, i probably wouldn't have done it this week i probably would have just i mean granted maybe the news has died down enough the 24-hour news cycle is always around to kind of keep things right you know the mandy rose thing died down pretty quickly mm -hmm. so maybe like it's enough time has passed since wednesday yeah <laughs> or, or thursday where it was for us to be like yeah okay we can put her back on tv now well also i mean it's pre-taped like right, you well, said, they, yeah, so they, I mean, they could have edited it out. They edited it out because I don't but... think this was played to the audience. because no. I, I read the the spoilers well, from the the live arena last week, and this wasn't mentioned in that. Oh, okay. So this was this was put into added. this was added in. This okay. was a conscious decision. Oh, yeah. To put in it that case, on. I mean, they must have decided right that that's this is the week. To either it's it. either it doesn't matter, or that you know it doesn't matter enough to cancel whatever plans they had, yeah. or that actually maybe it's a good idea because people will then start talking about the character. Could be rather than. Uh, it's actually not. That's actually you know. not. Yeah, any news is good news. Yeah, even if it is sort of like you know the, the backlash that she got for it. Maybe yeah. then you, you know then anyone who's talking about Lacey Evans on a podcast like us, you know, is is not the whole conversation isn't about that. Half of it's about yeah this new character. So absolutely. I mean, maybe it, it might be a smart way to capitalize to do that on the news yeah. itself. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I. <laughs> Like, if you're a long-time fan, you might... Do you remember the Truth Commission? Oh, yes. Yeah, like the recon. late 90s. Yeah, Recon and the <laughs> Interrogator. Don Callis's group yes. with his amazing Survivor Series performance. Yes, incredible. <laughs> Eliminated early like, and then joined commentary. But this slightly dodgy military yeah. gimmick. I mean, that, like, that is a group that went through... I mean, they were one thing yes, and then just and became, became a different Because <laughs> like, the, the Jackal took over. I, just, I need to get rid of this Commandant fella. Yeah. So... so there's a, I think there's a little bit of concern that it could go that way, but you know, I think you would hope with Triple H, right? That if they're going to do an army type gimmick, that it will at least be uh, of all based people. in the real world. Yeah, I mean, of all right. people, I would put more faith into him than I would Vince, because Vince has mm. always had this idea of he likes to present army vets. We need characters. We need. We, need, we, we not, make movies, pal. I mean, not even just that, but like he, but Bobby Lashley, when he was turning him face, the first thing he did was army vets. Like mm -hmm. he's an army vet. He's a man who loves the army. WWE mm -hmm. themselves are a company a tribute to the troops. Actually, if you see the John Cena video package, well, absolutely, this week, yeah. I mean, army, 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 right? Yeah, they they mm -hmm. are a they love their their military force mm -hmm. because you know they they protect us and this and the other. Protect you guys, well, not us. I mean, I suppose they protect us. But you as said well. you can protect yourself, Luke. Oh, I mean, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't need the American yeah. army to help me with my Luke wars. Luke in his own nuclear bunker. <laughs> I'm the gem that champion yeah. and Quizzlemania yeah. champion. <laughs> yeah, if Putin comes after you, <laughs> how dare you, Vladimir? Do you know who I am? <laughs> you know, I'm the gem um, that champion. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, but that they, so I, he's always gone for that. Like, and that was clearly his idea for Lacey Evans as well. We're going to bring her in as a baby. We'll bring her back as a baby face and focus on her army vet status. This feels like, however, they're focusing on her army status and her army background 
but not being like, and she's a hero to the American people, the Sergeant Slaughter type thing before he became the Iraqi sympathizer. Mm -hmm. This is, this feels more, I don't know if it's a heel or a face character. It felt slightly more heelish. It's slightly like it's going to pose her as an unstoppable force Mm. in the women's division. And with a, on a SmackDown roster that's got Ronda Rousey, that feels like it's going to be very difficult to mm. kind of get that like, over. Yeah, because that role's already taken. Yeah, and I, and I, I didn't read it that way. I sort of thought of it for the reasons you just said, right? Which is that WWE, uh, very pro-military, very you know, they're not going to they're not going to make a a heel character. Yeah, whose main selling point is that they are in the military. So yeah. if they're going to emphasize that part, which we don't know really off the basis of this one video package but if, if that's where they're going then i assume it's kind of a badass baby face to go. i just i think they'll struggle with evans as a baby face mm-hmm. i think that, and i think the company has always struggled trying to present her as a baby face because mm-hmm. you know well this will be the second attempt they've done at it and it got over but, like i mean they wet fart they've the struggled time. with her as a heel as well and i'm not i'm not saying that's her fault at all but look you know the fact that they've repackaged her so many times they just haven't found it's it's whatever it is you know i'm sure there is an it out there for her. she's got a great look yeah I mean, she's, she's a very good pro yeah really talented but you know there's some for some people sometimes it just doesn't quite doesn't click stick. It's like, and you've got to find something that does so maybe it's maybe it's okay well why don't we go for a badass yeah. kind of not even baby face almost like tweener kind of the shades of gray yeah neither one nor the but other you're, but you're sort of more sympathetic than not because you're kind of cool and people are going to cheer for you sort of thing i think my only if to to put a positive on this i think the smackdown women's division does need something i feel like ronda rousey has kind of suffocated that division a lot in 2022 Mm. um particularly since triple h took over because Liv morgan's title run completely fell apart because all the focus was on ronda and ronda not really selling for morgan and i think actually that, that feud massively devalued Liv Morgan's stock and mm-hmm. you know we'll talk about that when we come to the gauntlet match maybe and the rest of the Smackdown women's division has suffered because of that as well like there's just there's lots of women on the, the Smackdown roster but none of them feel over with mm-hmm. perhaps the only exception of Raquel Rodriguez but even then it feels like she's just being built up to be fed to Ronda yeah so a new character coming in a new character that clearly they're going to be giving a push to could actually really be a, a good positive for the women's division on the blue they, brand. Well, I know we're probably getting ahead of ourselves into the Gorky match, but the Ro- the Ronda match with Rodriguez is going to be next, next week. Next week, right? So it's done before New Year. Yeah. I mean, unless they set up something that carries it through to the Rumble. But yeah, I mean, either either by the first week of January or at most after the Rumble, what you got? Like, That's, and that which is why everyone keeps saying, well, probably Charlotte's coming back, mm-hmm. and perhaps it is Charlotte comes back, and you just do Ronda Charlotte at Mania. Because that's the match that WWE seemingly love more than any match on than more that match they love more than Brock versus Roman yeah. is Ronda versus Charlotte. It's the match they always want to do, and they did it at this year's Mania. Like Charlotte feels like the only other option, but mm. perhaps you know we're building up Lacey Evans, and we'll do Evans Rousey at Mania instead. I can't see it personally. I think they'll go in a different there's a direction. Lot of, there's a lot of road to a lot. <laughs> if they're them. gonna do that, and particularly well. if you want. Because otherwise you're going into Mania with both of them likely getting booed. Yeah. Because unless you can do a really good job with Evans to make her a babyface, but I think you'll always struggle with it. Yeah. And I mean, I mean I'm imagining they want Mania plans Con- much set in stone by the Rumble. I would right? say so. Yeah. So that even if they, even if she had her in-ring debut, or at least not necessarily a match, but you know, showed up in person next week with this new gimmick, you know, you've only got 
three weeks to road test it before you before you've got to decide whether you're pulling the trigger or not. Yeah. So I think it's a yeah. I think it's a long shot. I think it's a long shot as well. I think we'll certainly see where we go with the Evans character. But what did you make of the video package? When you let us know in the comments down below, uh, do you think that there's room for a Lacey Evans character like this? Do you think that Lacey Evans will actually get over with this gimmick? I'm curious to see because, as I said, I think she's got a great look. She's a great promo. She actually is pretty decent in ring as well. She kind of like has everything she needs. It's just she hasn't had that one thing that can, like you mentioned earlier, that just. Mm. It's the final missing piece of the puzzle is that character that actually connects with an audience and gets her over. Mm -hmm. So we'll certainly see. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. But we'll go through the rest of SmackDown now. And uh, my, my first note I made here was, well, one of the benefits of taping a show that's got Roman on it, it means that you get two episodes with Roman on it. Yeah. And next week, Roman's on the show. So that's, that's three straight weeks almost, of Roman. Like almost full time. <laughs> what is this? What is this? 2018. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're going to get three straight weeks of, of Roman Reigns. In fact, they even said next week will be Roman's first match on SmackDown since June. Yeah, dude's got a sweet deal now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're bigging up like John Cena's first match of 2022. It's like, well, it's, it's almost. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, certainly almost his oh, first yeah, TV not match. On, yeah. Not on pay per view. Well, I mean, they, they actually made that point as well because a lot of this is like 
kind of highlight the importance of next week's match. It's not just Kevin and Sammy are in the match together, which mm. for me is like the most intriguing part of it. They're putting over the star power of this. It's Roman Reigns, the man who's been champion for like 800 odd days or whatever it is, uh, versus, as Michael Cole put it, the greatest of all time mm. in John Cena. And this will be his first match of 2022. It'll be his only match of 2022. Mm-hmm. But it also means he will have wrestled a match on WWE TV every single year since 2002. Yeah, which, by the way, is 21 years, not 20. It's the same <laughs> as this stupid thing when, oh, yeah, 20th anniversary of WrestleMania. You know, yeah. it's like, no. When you're on the 20th, it's the 19th anniversary. This year will be... Yes, because anyway. so 2002 will be one. Sorry to be Scrooge. <laughs> that sort of mathematical error really annoys me. But. but this will be, yeah, he's wrestled every year for WWE on TV since 2002. Yeah. feel really bad for Cultaholic. They had a very good tweet saying that this will be the first year that he hasn't wrestled a match since what, 2001 or something. And yeah. then... WWE went and ruined it. It's almost like WWE saw Cultaholic's tweet and were yeah. like, "What is that true?" They just hate Cultaholic. They called yeah. as they called up John and were like, "Can yeah. you wrestle for us on the 30th? Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. It's an ongoing feud between Triple H <laughs> and Adam Pacitti. <laughs> it's about time someone was reporting on this. Yes, yes, because <laughs> Pacitti won't say it publicly. <laughs> But they're just, they're out to get him. Hi, Adam, by the way. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Adam. And <laughs> and to Ross, and to Jack, and to all the lads. Yes. Uh, but mostly Tom. Um, I, I thought this was a really good promo, though, because mm-hmm. this was Paul Heyman hyping up a lot of things. It was hyping up the match tonight between the Usos and Hit Row. It's hyping up Solo, Sokoa versus Sheamus next week. Mm. And then that big tag match. It, I think it's Paul Heyman at his absolute best. Yes. Because what he's essentially doing is, say, is saying, like, you know reading between the lines it's very much like yeah there's not much on this week (laughs) (laughs) i'm going to tell you about three things only one of them's tonight and it's probably the least likely to be newsworthy uh and the other two are next week when you're not here yeah uh, the live audience you know so um but he manages it doesn't he he does unbelievable um i was thinking is roman reigns now getting to be the best main event heel in wwe of our lifetimes of our lifetimes huh just the longevity character yeah i mean Uh, because like the the heel thing's now been what two years or so yeah and like when i think back to like the heels of like the the heel of my childhood was triple h yeah i mean he's i think he's the main alternative i would say so yeah because he was forever a heel and even when he was a baby face it almost felt like Ah, yeah, I don't want to cheer him. No, I, don't, yeah. I, don't. I mean, there weren't like the crowd. Two thousand two, the crowd really did get behind him. But there was a comeback, from comeback injury. From injury. Yeah, and I feel like you know his two thousand six run as a babyface was just all going like, yeah, yeah, but like, when are you going to go heel again? Though, like right? The DX reunions. It was, yeah, yeah. I was, it was. It was very. Like, bad. I would say like two thousand Triple H, like the McMahon Helmsley yeah. thing when he's first always world winning, champion, always winning, dominating the show. Yeah, that would probably that's the most reminiscent of this Roman Reigns run that I can I would think say so. of. Yeah, because um, you've also got the faction behind you as well, yeah. which he had in the, in, with like DX and things like and you, that. And you're just always excited to see him. Like, yeah. when, when, you know, when Smackdown started last night and it's and the Bloodline music starts, you know, I'm like, oh, all right, we're on. We're you on. know what I mean? It's like, and it, it's rare to have that with a heel I, I've said faction. this. I've said this before, actually, on uh, mm. about Raw. Like Raw feels like it's missing some star power. Yeah. And on the weeks when they announced the Bloodline are on the show, it really does feel like, oh, 
Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I instantly like a like a meerkat. I just sort of stand up and be like, okay, cool. I yeah. need to pay attention now. The Usos are going to be on the show, or Sammy's going to be on the show, or mm -hmm. Solo's going to be on the show. This past Raw opened with a Roman Reigns promo. Yeah, clearly, huge. Clearly, like a pre-taped thing yeah. that was done in conjunction with all the other stuff they've been taping with Roman for like for this show. Mm. But him just being on the show was like a okay, Roman's here. Not here, but he had this presence over the show. And we were joking about you know not showing up on SmackDown very often, but actually, in all seriousness, I think it's a, I think it's great. It's it actually makes him feel special because uh, you know they they sometimes try and book people as special attractions, and it's you know a special occasion when they show up, and and normally they don't have the discipline. To do it, you know, there was talk yeah. for many years that that's what the big show was going to be used as. Like, Absolutely, it was yeah. just used every week, turning heel or face every second week. You know, it was it wasn't quite done. Whereas, like the way they've managed to, and this isn't just credit to Triple H, this is credit to the Vince era as well, because this was, as you say, it's been going on two years. Like the way they've built that, and the way the bloodline is, you know, and you care about everyone in the faction as yeah. well. Oh yeah, like I mean, the Jay Uso stuff in particular with Roman before he sort of uh, finally accepted Roman as the tribal chief a couple of years ago remarkable like the jimmy stuff's great jimmy stuff's great love solo's addition to the group and yeah. then all the sammy Zayn stuff yeah. is it's uh, they are hands down the the best thing in wwe right now oh, and, easily. I, and i'd almost yeah. argue like they're probably the best thing in professional wrestling right now yeah i mean if you were starting a wrestling you know if we were starting rival wrestling promotions and you were lining everyone up you know along a wall to pick teams like, like you did at school back in the day when you're picking sports teams if you could pick anyone from the wrestling world you were going to start you know whether it's an announcer, a wrestler, any any on-screen talent at all, first one you go, Roman Reigns. Yeah. 100%. Dude has got right. incredible star power to him. And, you know, some of the other guys in the faction we just mentioned would be in the first 10. I would, I but, would say so as well, yeah. And Sammy is one of those guys for me. Yep. Uh, I, I think Sammy's had a great 2022, and this was a hell of a promo that he cut here on Kevin Owens. Like, Roman Reigns cut this really good promo saying, like, we're going to smash you, going to smash you, but... That's not me I want to hear from. No. My boy Sammy here, he's looking irritated. He's looking mm. agitated. I want to hear what he's going to do next week. And Sammy cuts this promo on Kevin Owens, calling him this black cloud that has hung over him his entire career. And it annoys him mm. that his name is always connected to him. Mm. And next week, he wants to end that. But then there was that thing last week as well, where he said, I'm his only friend. And then he corrected himself to, I was his only friend. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, so good. Like, are you sowing seeds? And if so... For what and when? Are you, when are you gonna? It's and do I it? think that's why next week's match for me, I'm, I can't wait for it. No, because it's it's not just the star power of oh John Cena's wrestling on the show and he hasn't done that all year, or oh Roman Reigns is on the show and he hasn't wrestled since June. You've got that, but also underneath that you've got this awesome storyline between Kevin and mm. Sammy, and that's the thing I'm really really interested in. In fact, I would go as far as saying, and I mean this with no disrespect to John Cena because I love John Cena. He's probably the least interesting thing about the match, <laughs> in a way, which actually, is bizarre. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's that's not an insult to anyone. It's a credit to just how good the bloodline situation is. John Cena's wrestling for the first time in over a year on SmackDown, and like it's it's almost a side note. Yeah. to the main point about that match, which is really quite a remarkable achievement when you think about it. It's like, I'm I'm really really excited for next week's uh, match. I think it's going to be a really really fun one. It's like you know next week's pretty stacked as well you got solo versus Sheamus you got Ronda versus Raquel but mm -hmm. I'm almost like fast forward fast forward fast forward I just want yeah. to see, I want to see this main event oh yeah and so assuming that we are still at some point heading to you know the bloodline stabbing Sammy in the back or Sammy coming to his senses and deciding that they're mm -hmm. not for him when are they going to pull it pull so that trigger and go the reported well the rumor is it's mm -hmm. Roman Kevin Owens at the Rumble 
Yeah. And then it's Roman Sammy at Chamber. Because isn't it in Sammy's hometown? It's in, yeah, it's in Montreal. Yeah. So there, uh, which will then lead you to the WrestleMania plans, which is in a perfect world, Roman versus The Rock. Uh, but there's also news that he might do both nights, face Cody on night one, face The Rock on night two. I'll be honest, I'm less into that. I'd much rather just be him versus The Rock. Yeah. I, have The Rock wins the Rumble, do Roman Rock at WrestleMania. But what, what do you gain? If you've got, if you've got Rock, then what do you gain by putting Cody in there as well? I think it just, like, it overshadows Cody. Yeah, exactly. It, it, I, don't, it, it, I don't know what Cody gains from it. Exactly. It, it overshadows Cody's Rumble win. Mm. It overshadows him potentially winning a title on night one because the focus will just be on what is arguably the much bigger match yeah. of Roman versus Rock. And no one's going to believe that Cody's going to win it and ruin night two's main event. I don't know if they book it that way, but... Yeah, it doesn't or, really. I don't see how that works. Or do you, yeah, do you have no. Cody win the titles and then it's just oh, there's just, it's Roman versus The Rock for the or you know for no titles on the line. But I'm not, I, yeah. for me, it's it's not what I would do. But, I would I would just put focus on one of those. You can do Roman and Cody in the summer. Yeah, but just like focus on like if Rock is your big match, if you can get The Rock, mm. that's the match to do. And if you can't, you do you do okay. Roman and Cody. You can do Cody, and that's fine. Two, it's know. a good backup plan. Yeah, but I think if you've got both, I would do Rock. Yeah, and then put Cody with Rollins. Or you know, yeah, do whatever. But so for me, like when you you pull the trigger, I'm thinking probably the rumble, like mm-hmm. is maybe the time to do, it. or like in but yeah, maybe it's the rumble. I my fantasy pitch that I, sorry, my fantasy booking that I pitched that I I've, I've really kind of I'm so fixated on. But I've mentioned this in a few shows now, so I apologize for this. Is Sammy, you don't do the turn at all before Chamber, and it's only Roman and Sammy. Because Sammy wins a match that Kevin Owens basically wins for him. So it's like a five-way or something. Kevin Owens hits the stunner, drags Sammy across. So it mm-hmm. forces Roman versus Sammy. And the entire build for it is Sammy being like, I'm just going to lay down. I'm just going to lay down for you. I'm not going to do anything. But always like staring at the titles. Maybe he picks up a title or something along those lines. And then in the match itself, when he goes to lay down, tries to get a quick roll-up. One-two, Roman kicks out. And then it's like sorry my wrestling instincts just kicked in and that's when you do the bloodline turn on sammy Ooh. and you do the and you basically just do it as a double turn i love it so you focus so much then on, on roman going uber heel and sammy in front of his montreal home crowd becomes the rousing baby face then you've almost got to put it put them at mania though it's so good it yeah you've almost got to then continue well, it so like... the, the 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 rumor could well the rumor is is that it's then kevin and sammy versus the usos for the tag titles Okay. Mania. So then, and you then they're the people who can dethrone the Usos. Yeah. And then you can always return to those two versus uh, Roman down the line. Yeah. Okay. I, I, well, that's that's the great thing about this storyline. There's so many avenues you can go down mm-hmm. with it. I'm, I'm, I love all of it. Uh, the Usos defeated Hit Row to retain their tag team championships. I, given that this was a taped show, I thought this would go longer. Because. Mm. Um, I mean, we were joking before we came on here. It's a tape show, so we had both a Bloodline and a Bray Wyatt entrance. Like, well, there's 20 minutes Kill of the show. time, yeah. <laughs> I've got a Karrion Cross entrance in there yeah. as well, Kill even <laughs> further time. So this actually didn't actually go that long. No. Like, they wrestled for a little bit, went to the commercial break, and when it came back, they were in the final sequence. Yeah, and it wasn't a particular... I mean, obviously, it wasn't, like, clean, the win, but it wasn't. it didn't really give you a lot of hope that they're building up Hit Row for a rematch because you know, given the fact that they won that the three-way thing the week before to earn the shot like, i was sort of thinking oh okay hit rose the new like yeah but that but it's, it seems like it seems like it was just a two-week mini storyline and done i think what it was is exactly what it was on 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 tv which was just well we're taping two weeks so 
Hit Row win this one week one, then they lose to the Usos week two. It's just it, it yeah. was just filler. Yeah, yeah, we, totally I, fine filler. I didn't, I mean, maybe I should have seen that coming. I just, I just, <laughs> I just sort of figured that they were going somewhere with it. No, but, I, I think this was just filler. I also said at the side, this the good guys won every match, but that's a lie because the baddies won here. Um, but yeah, it, it was a totally fine TV match. Yeah. Uh, Kayla Braxton interviewed Imperium with uh, Ludwig Kaiser talking about how the this oh, is so good. I think like, he's so good. This is beneath us. Yeah. This is an insult it's just to a, our sacred match. No one in WWE right now quite does like just looking down their nose and talking about how like, with disdain about people like Kaiser. Yeah. I mean, you are a man. You've called a lot of ring camp stuff. Yeah. So you've you've done a lot of this. Actually, and... never never Kaiser. But, no, but um, you but did a lot of Walters, Walter, yeah, and, and Thatcher, and, and like and like a lot of that whole the ring is sacred and all that sort of yeah. stuff. So I think they're doing. A, I mean, from your aspect of calling these matches, like do you feel like they're really doing a job in getting that characteristic over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's important to it, and I think yeah, Walt, uh, Gunter's a very interesting example i'm sorry when i was skipping ahead slightly but like obviously he just physically looks different now you know he used to be bigger now he's just leaner and yeah. meaner um but it's it does sort of work doesn't it really you know, does. part of me kind of thinks no i want him at like 300 pounds like yeah, you know I mean? tank of a man that he was but he just looks like a machine now yeah. and it sort of adds to that you know anything other than pure wrestling is, is sort of beneath us yeah. kind of thing um so yeah, no, I love it. And I think I think Imperium is Imperium's bloodline aside is one of the one of the best acts on SmackDown. I oh, really? I, I think they're so so good. And the match here yeah, with Ricochet last week was awesome. Mm. We'll talk about him as well in a minute. But I mean, his career is back on track, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, not quite the case for some of the women in the SmackDown women's division, however, because yeah. we did have a gauntlet match to crown a number one contender for Ronda Rousey next week. This, you know, this is a match that featured two of the returns we've had in the last couple of months to WWE in Emma and Tegan Knox, and they wrestled together for approximately three minutes. Hmm. Um, Emma was eliminated quickly first by Zia Lee. The crowd already went into it much. I thought Zia Lee's like her little spinning kick that she does was very cool. Yeah. But then like Tegan Knox came out. Full of piss and vinegar because Zia cost her the, the tag titles last week. Mm. And Zia Lee just pinned her very, very quickly. Yeah. And I was like, man, sucks to be Tegan and Emma, I guess. Mm. It reminds me, without wading into the WWE, AEW, who's better wars, it does remind me slightly of a lot of this kind of, you know, return after return after return. It's a bit like the debut after debut after debut in AEW, where it's a bit like, okay, cool, you're bringing people in, but you've got to have something for them all to do. And it just feels like well, some, some of the women in this gauntlet match, like, like you said, it just feels a little bit like, uh, oh, they'll just lose. You know, yeah. it's not like, it, there, there doesn't seem like there's a plan having, you know, brought some of these people back to big fanfare. It's all, it feels like it's already fizzled. You know, maybe we should be reserving judgment because maybe they've got great plans for where these guys are going creatively in the next few weeks. But at the moment, you, you, yeah, like you did, you did watch that gauntlet match and think there's only one or two people in this match where there's any direction. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, Tegan Knox in particular because you know she came back, they lost the tag title match last week, and then she loses quickly here. Like Tegan Knox feels like oh, we've brought her back with no plan, no real like you know we'll get to that when we get to it. Emma, I guess at least they're doing the madcap mask thing because they're a real life couple, so they will make them an on screen couple as well. Mm-hmm. And I think she's setting up something with Scarlet for later yeah, on in the slept her right? yeah oh, later yeah. But it's yeah I don't know. I mean Emma in particular really feels like a kind of a dud mm. return. 
feel like Hit Row is another one that feels like they've just lost all momentum since they came back. There's a lot of the the WWE rehires that have massively slowed down and are just bodies on the roster. Mm-hmm. Very, very quickly have just become bodies on the roster. There was that WrestleVotes report that said that um, a lot, there are uh, several of the summer rehires have completely underwhelmed Triple H. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like Hit Row might be one of those. I don't know about Emma because she came. She's only come back recently, and Tegan Ox only been here for a handful of weeks. Mm. But I would, I hope that there are some plans down the line for them. It's and as hard, I said, with, with a lot of these, I, I do have more confidence in this regime than I would have done the previous yeah. regime. But I mean, it's, I mean, I, I guess if if that's true, that report, you know, that the Triple H is unhappy with with some of them. I guess the response some of them might have would be like, "Well, give me something more to do." Yeah, I don't have anything to do since I, back. I mean, what like with Hit Row, for example, like what would you, you know. What else could they have done with the creative that they've been given? I mean, yeah. it's not like it, it's not all. They haven't really no. done much since they came back to no, it. Like, I mean, it's not all like oh, we just haven't impressed. It's like well, I mean, I've got to go by the script I've, <laughs> I'm given. So it's a little bit of, a little, you know, I don't. It seems a bit harsh in some cases, at least, to blame yeah. them on oh, well, you've underwhelmed since you've come back. When I mean, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes or how they're doing at the performance center or wherever they're training or whatever. Yeah. But based on what we see as viewers, a lot of it's like well. Yeah, to be fair to some of these guys, they haven't really been given <laughs> a lot to work a lot with. To do, yeah. You know. Raquel Rodriguez then came out next, and she beat Zia Lee uh, quickly. A lot of these were short. I actually thought a lot of these would be longer matches because it was a taped show, but they weren't quite quick. Uh, so Raquel beat uh, Zia Lee um, with Lee trying to work over the the injured arm of of Raquel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Raquel took on Liv Morgan. I thought this was the best action of the gauntlet. It was certainly the one that was given the most time. Uh, it's probably the best that Liv Morgan's looked. Certainly, not even since she lost the belt, since Triple H took over creative. I think this is the mm. best we've seen of Liv Morgan. This had all of the elements of January, February Liv Morgan that like, the crowd just completely fell in love with. Even go back to sort of November, December the previous year, really fell in love with and she got organically over with the crowd. Lots of shades of that within this match. She did lose, so to Ra- Raquel Rodriguez, who reversed the oblivion into the powerbomb, but I thought it was easily the best action of the, the whole gauntlet. Yeah, it was. and and But yeah, I mean, Liv Morgan, again, it's a bit like, come on, like I, you know how to do this with Liv Morgan because it's been done before, so... Yeah, and I feel like she wasn't doing any of the Harley Quinn stuff that she's been doing recently. This didn't feel like the the extreme Liv Morgan. It was like was toned down character. Very much so. Yeah, this felt like Liv Morgan like, of January. Yeah, it was like in ring was great, but like there wasn't there wasn't loads of character there. And again, I guess because the focus of the match is on Rodriguez, probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's another one where you just sort of. So I felt like I'm being negative with some of a lot of the, <laughs> with the guys in the, in the gauntlet. But yeah, it's it is a bit like. With her, it's not like with someone like Lacey Evans, where you think like they haven't found the right package, they haven't found the right gimmick or whatever. It's like no, you know what to do with Liv Morgan because yeah. you know what the crowd like, and it's just sort of we haven't quite been got... an afterthought yeah. for a while. This, yeah, as you say, this is this has been the most promising appearance we've seen from Morgan for a while. For a while, but I mean, but that's quite a low bar. Yeah, in terms <laughs> yeah. of like, in terms of how she's been presented. So, um, but uh, you know, I'm a big fan, so I hope I hope they continue to build i'll be honest like this is the this was the portion of the um the gun that decides to like pick me back up because i was kind of a little bit down on it with the the tegan Knox and and emma stuff but this like i was i really enjoyed this bit and then she very quickly beat sonia deville who was the the final entrant of the gauntlet mm-hmm. and i thought all oh, that was a good bit of fun builds raquel up for next week ronda rousey comes out and she's like you know what you haven't won yet because there's one more surprise entrance and out comes 
her friend Shayna. Mm. And Shayna Baszler comes out. Now, how do the rules work here? Well, I, d I guess... Does she have the ability to add people? Well, maybe she'd Look. struck a deal with Pierce backstage to add her in, but Pierce hadn't passed that note on to Raquel. So it's a communication error. It, you know, it was the left hand didn't know what the right hand yeah. was doing. Okay. Classic corporation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. WWE.com didn't Europe know either. Yeah, okay. The production team didn't know because yeah. they only had a graphic with five of them. Yeah. So who knows? But uh, Shayna Baszler came out. She tore off the arm brace that Raquel had on because they her, her arm a few weeks back. And she was taunting the crowd with it. And Raquel very quickly rolled up Shayna Baszler to pin her and bailed out the ring. So Ronda and Shayna were all so mad. Honestly, from the Liv Morgan thing, I had a good time with this. Mm -hmm. And it was it was filler stuff. Yeah, but I had fun with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was fine. And I, I think the one thing you might say is that given the angle last week where they injured the arm and everything and her coming out with the, it was pretty clear from the beginning what the, the storyline story was. was. I guess you could argue you didn't quite know what the finish was going to be, particularly once Shayna Baszler was out, because it could have been that, you know, that Shayna then beats her and puts yeah. another obstacle in the way of her getting the match. But like, it wasn't, um, it wasn't rocket science who was going to win. No. The vast majority of those individual bits of the gauntlet. I thought they might have done more of a beat down of the arm to really put over that, like what condition will she yeah. be in? But like, you know, they could certainly say she beat three women in order to get to this point. So she wrestled a, a hell of a long time and, you know, she'll be all, she's not 100% going into next week's match. Which Plus, always, it's the Christmas which, yeah, special. Which so obviously you, gives them an out as well. Yeah. Plus, so. you know, this is the Christmas special. So you want to have her, like, you know, everyone be happy. So we yeah. don't get the beat down. We just get happiness. She won. The heels were all so mad. Yeah. Festive cheer all around. Not so much for a cameraman, though. No, I was going to say, <laughs> I could think of someone who didn't have a particularly festively oh, cheerful had, day. He had a terrible day at yeah. the office, this lad. Because Bray Wyatt came out for a promo. Easy eight minutes of time filled there. By the way, I was thinking this morning, I would absolutely love if whenever I start talking that there's this background track going... Because <laughs> it's so tense. It is tense. It's a very yeah. cool entrance. I just want to listen to everything he's saying, even though I, I don't understand most of what it is. Yeah, it's like a lot of but, old Bray Wyatt promos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's about, you know, hey, like, man. hey, man. Hey, I'd surprise you, but the buzzards <laughs> sometimes <laughs> fly to sea. If you ever caught a fly in a jar, man, and what that that fly does to try and get out of that jar, man, I was like, I don't know, but I don't know. No, I've never done that. I've, I've never, I've never done it, Brave. I, I don't even own a jar. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure you yeah. caught loads, bud. Um, but yeah, it, he came out to basically get an apology from LA Knight, get an apology from the crowd. Mm. He told us all he is not Uncle Howdy, mm. and last week proved as much that he's not Uncle Howdy? And he because... must be bloody sick of it, because it seems like this Uncle Howdy is quite the black sheep of the family. <laughs> I mean, imagine, like, well, Bray Wyatt's dad is IRS, Yeah. right? Imagine in the in the Wyatt shyster <laughs> household growing up. Erwin R. Shyster, who's pretty straight-laced tax so, yeah. collector. Well, it was all he ever know, talked about was yeah, doing it, the taxes. It, it, his wife must have been like... I know he's a bit unorthodox, but you're going to have to invite your brother Howdy over <laughs> for Christmas. Drunk Uncle yeah, Howdy that comes round to ruin Christmas dinner yeah, for everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't even dress properly. Got like, this silly little mask and everything. Yeah. Looking like a, a, a character from the Mighty yeah. Boosh. Now Bray, now Bo, you behave yourself with Uncle Howdy. <laughs> yeah. right. So we, I mean, I guess we can say they are two separate people. We saw it with our own eyes. Yep. However, during this promo, Bray's there and he's talking about Uncle Howdy and stuff. And then he stops. And as far as like time stands still, and he literally says, "Sorry, I just lost my train of thought there." Mm. And it really felt like it was a botch in his promo, and he forgot what his next line was, and mm. it was just like, 
oh, I don't know what I don't know where I'm going next. And then it's obviously all part of the plan because he well, just yeah, I thought that. I was like, wait, this is taped. Yeah, you'd have cut this all so out. You would have cut it. Yeah, but he throws the microphone down and he just starts wailing on this cameraman that's in the ring. Adam Pearce and security and producers run down. I didn't spot P.T. Williams, but I'm sure he was there. Um, the star of WWE. And I hope he's a Rumble entrance. That's my that's my hope for 2023. Oh, P.T. <laughs> Williams is a Rumble entrant and shows everyone how to do a Canadian Destroyer properly. I can't see it. I can't see it. <laughs> no, it's either him or Abyss. I'm ready to humbly apologize to you, Luke, if I'm wrong, but I cannot see it. No. no. Who do you think is more likely, P.D. Williams or Abyss? As Neither. A <laughs> Drew Carey. <laughs> oh, getting his second Rumble entrance. Pete Rose. Yeah. <laughs> it's a oh. long list. Do you remember that WrestleMania? Was it was it 15 or, was it, or 16, rather, where uh, King spoiled the Pete Rose appearance? Oh, did he? Well, yeah, because there was... You know, every, I remember it three years in a row. Yeah, every year yeah. Kane killed Pete Rose. Yeah. He killed him at, at 14, then did it again at 15. 15, he came out as the chicken, didn't he? Yeah, and yeah. then at 16. And I actually, it might have been 15, because King on commentary just at one point was like, hey, I saw Pete Rose backstage. It's like, spoil the like, fun, oh. King. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. It's supposed to be a surprise, mate. But anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. So the security bam, producers... Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> security producers run down, and this was shot so wildly and chaotic and not in that kevin dunn of like camera zooms in zooms out crash zooms moving up and down this was like kind of camera angles that you don't usually see I mean, sometimes it was like security footage style i liked angle. it a lot really liked this mm. very different very unique and because of that very effective yeah because they didn't they didn't like you know go into their hushed michael cole tones of no. world and you know and stick on it as he got taken out as a cameraman got taken out on a stretcher to make it clear that it's an angle yeah you know it was like it was like oh my god uh, let's go to break it felt like production errors it yeah. felt like bray wyatt went against the script like yeah. th if this was 2000 wcw they would have cut back and michael cole would have said like bray wyatt went against the script there yeah like, that's the sort of like feeling they were going for and i think it really really worked yeah and that's how you that, that's exactly how you should do absolutely something like that yeah. because otherwise you know because you're obviously you're battling against the wrestling audience always thinks everything is a work you know, because most of it is. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, almost everything is. And so, like, to just be able to successfully sow that seed of doubt. Wait, was that meant to... That went to break really quickly. Yeah, is, I thought is, it was yeah. awesome. Really, really cool. Uh, next up was Angel versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, I completely forgot about Angel and Umberto. Um, yep. So, thankfully, they had a promo last week, and then that set up... I mean... Really, this was just to further the feud between Ray and Karrion and Cross, because Cross and Scarlet were in the crowd watching the match, having a bit of a chuckle when Ray was being beaten up and then looking a bit frowny when Ray won. But it was, hey, it's your, it's your usual fun Ray Mysterio match. The kids liked it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, fine. Like as you say, I haven't seen Angle and uh, Angel, Angel, <laughs> Angel, and uh, Umberto for a little while. Yeah. Um, Merry Christmas to them. Nice to see you. Yeah, um, it just feels like they always show up for the festive episodes. Yeah, like, to lose bit. to someone. Angel Garza, like I've known, I've followed his career for a long time. I used to commentate some AAA that mm. he was in, you know, and it was like this was when he was his uh, uncle was famous famous wrestler as well, Hector Garza, and and like there's this sort of feeling with him that he's got that pedigree. Obviously, he's like maybe second or third generation or whatever he is, and like obviously has the look for it and very technically sound and I, I, I when they signed him i sort of thought with gaza that it was like okay 
this is their next big like Latino because he's charismatic as all get yeah. out as well. And you know, again, we don't know what what goes on, but for whatever reason, it it hasn't really taken off, has yeah. it? Like my mate uh, once argued with me that Hector Garza had a better moonsault than Kurt Angle. Yeah, <laughs> great. Hector Garza was incredible. It was awesome. It was during yeah. his very brief TNA run that he had. Mm-hmm. And he did a moonsault this match. My mom was like, it's the greatest moonsault I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that whole Casanova gimmick started with him. If you're, yeah, if, yeah. you're a, if you're an Angel Garza fan, go and um, go and Google some old old Hector Garza stuff, definitely. Uh, but Ray reversed the 619, hit one of his own, and then in a lovely slingshot DDT for the win. Very, very nice. Uh, and Cross looked unimpressed about all of this. And then later on, uh, Braun and Rick cut a, uh, Ricochet cut a promo. Then Karrion Cross and Scarlett were walking backstage and Emma stopped them to be like, how dare you mm. disrespect the legend of Rey Mysterio? And she slapped Scarlett across the face to, I guess, presumably set up Scarlett's in-ring debut. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Karrion Cross is going to be busy with, with Rey, yeah. I assume. So it's not like it's just... Or a... is it mixed tag? And it's Ooh. Emma and Madcap Moss versus Scarlett and Cross. Yeah. Or Emma and Mysterio. Or Emma and Mysterio. I get the only reason I go with Emma and Madcap because they were they're setting up their the, relationship. Their thing, yeah. I um, mean, I'm I'm probably I'm less into that than I am just mm. Cross having a straight single. By the way, I like Karrion Cross's role in that little segment as well, where he's just like, "You have no idea what you've just done." Which is and funny because then... they've always been it's usually the opposite of like you know, Scarlet is the the, the siren that warns of the coming of Karrion Cross, mm. and in this case, it was Cross warning of the siren coming i i, th- I thought it was some some nice stuff in there i don't know how into i am the scarlet's the in-ring like maybe carrying another one of those summer rehires that is underwhelmed well i mean as you said we need something in the women's division right we need we need some some character development we need some reason to care about more than two or three mm-hmm. people in that division so it's not a bad thing it's not a bad thing know, to, to have set up some you know a storyline with, with a couple of the you know the women backstage and stuff i think is something let's let's see where it goes yeah speaking of uh killing time we got a six minute video package for john cena <laughs> although i was like what is this you know i know who john cena is and by the end of it i was like john cena's my favorite wrestler <laughs> It was. I mean, it's they, a great, it's they such a do, good video do a good package, package, don't they? But it's because you know you got Michael Cole, who's always saying he's the greatest of all time. Yeah. And this video package was here to say like, no, no, but for real, for though, real. Like, yeah, he, yeah. he is the greatest style we've ever had in this company. He's yeah. bigger than Hogan. He's bigger than Austin. He's bigger than The Rock. He is the biggest star we've ever had. And in some ways, you can make the argument because you don't talk about longevity. Mm-hmm. Twenty years on top. Um, I mean, granted, he's not been active for all of those, but the years that he was active, it was way longer than Austin was ever on top, yeah. longer than Rock was ever on top, longer than when Hogan was on top. Yeah. He was just on top for years and years and years, even when we as fans told him, no thanks. Mm. It does make you think a little bit how cool it would have been if they had finally turned him heel. They'd have done the heel Because turn. you've seen, I mean, the, the equivalent to that is Roman, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like they would... Revival him. No, he's going to be our top babyface. Shut up, fans. For like, for years, and then for whatever reason, with Roman, they decided, no, we'll do it. Yeah, and and I mean, look what's happened. It's incredible. It's the greatest thing that's happened. Like, to him. And you do wonder. I know John Cena apparently didn't want to do it because he does all the Make a Wish stuff, which is great, and everything like that. But creatively, oh, it would have been good. John Cena for me, he is, I think, one of the most interesting like wrestling careers um i mean not just of the modern era but i think of all time mm. in terms of like longevity and things like that but the fan perception of him 
because I was in my 20s when he was first on top. I was at university. Mm-hmm. And so I was part of that anti-Cena brigade because I watched his matches and I'm like, this dude's not ready. Mm-hmm. This guy's, he's not good. And I didn't like the Doctor of Thugonomics stuff because I was like... Oh, really? I loved it. No, because I, I, I wasn't watching when he was doing Doctor of Thugonomics. Oh, okay. I, I saw it later on. Mm-hmm. And all I saw was someone who was just bad at rapping. Yeah, his friends were a doobity do, and a doobity dick. Like, and that was all. Like, that was all he would ever do. And it didn't work for me, even in hindsight. But when he when he was a heel doing that as a mid card guy in like two thousand and three, when he sort of just well, not immediately after he first came in, but once they finally gave him a gimmick after he was just a guy in pants to start with, like that that early heel fucking yeah. partly because the rapping wasn't great yeah, it was bad it was just irritating yeah but having him as this kind of just mean guy who like does this unpleasant rapping and then like and then beats up but, someone smaller that yeah kind of I, I never bored it though because he's so unintimidating he's got goofy selling was, was yeah. always john Cena's thing and goofy facial expressions yeah okay. and then when he was you know top baby face it was goofy over the top selling yeah and like his punches were horrendous his feet work was all over the place and there were just people who were more over and better than he was but Mm. the company went with him and that created you know this whole anti-scene stance and i was i was part of that Mm -hmm. because i was like no there's a thousand guys that we should be pushing over this lad but you know time proved that i was wrong and I, I've, I'm so fascinated because you've got guys who are in their 20s who hated John Cena, who now love him. But you've got kids who watched him in the early 2000s who are now in their 20s that could be like, we were right all along. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's just a fascinating little career progression that the man has gone through. You know, go back to like, if, and it was in this video package, if Cena wins, we riot. That whole like ECW one night stand too with mm-hmm. the Rob Van Dam match. And people were like, they were out for blood. Yeah, and, and, and also in the video package, I like that they didn't ignore they, that. Actually, they didn't pretend that he was like wildly popular. No, and they're able throughout. to. They're able to do that now because everyone's now on Cena's side. All those yeah. men who are in their twenties who are now in their late thirties and in their forties are just like, oh no, yeah, we were wrong. We wasted our time hating John Cena mm-hmm. because we were just young, angry men, and now we all love him. So like everyone loves him. So you can do the whole he went through a period of time where no one particularly liked him but kids liked him whereas actually at the time they were really going out of their way to be like it's only some fans you know yeah. it's, it's it's fans of rock and roll a vocal but, minority a vocal minority yeah, yeah like it was the build for triple h scene at mania mm-hmm. where they were like hey metal fans don't like john cena but hip-hop fans love john cena and they yeah. were really like yeah posting it was like hip-hop versus hip-hop fans there that night (laughs) no no. it was hip-hop versus rock and roll and all this sort of stuff and it it never really worked or clicked but Mm. now we can just talk about yeah fans hated him for a long period of time but he turned everyone around and by the way on the subject of music any any video package that's got that uh that song they use what is it remember the name or something 10 percent pleasure 20 percent pain i'm like yeah all right i'm in <laughs> like yeah i just it, love that song for a promo it, it's, it's so good it, uh, such a good video package it was six minutes long and it, it went on and it went on lots yeah. of archive footage from austin and rock even vince appearing on the show they had archive footage of vince mcmahon which i thought was interesting mm. do you think yeah, the Vince stuff is... I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, the Vince stuff is interesting. What I was going to say, though, is do you think it's um, kind of interesting that they felt they needed to do a six-minute video package on Cena? Uh, no, I think it's just more they had time to fill. You think? <laughs> I, was, I was wondering, is it like... It, halfway through it, I was a bit like, wait, are there some people who don't know who John Cena is? 
I mean, maybe they could be. Maybe brand new fans. You know, you're talking about the greatest of all mm. time. In a way, I, I kind of, I could possibly equate it to. So I started watching wrestling in 2000s because mm. previously to that, and I've talked about this on other shows, it was banned in my household. My mum was terrified of me watching it because she thought I would emulate it. Mm-hmm. She was right because in the year 2000, I did get into it. you are of a wrestling championship. And I'm, I'm a wrestling championship belt and yeah. I did emulate it. And I did a lot of backyard wrestling in my, in the, my, in my teens and in my 20s. I did some is backyard there video? Uh, there is, but it no longer exists because I made sure that it okay. no longer exists because mm. it's me wrestling very badly and being smashed with light tubes. We'll, and, we'll double check it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. I, doing a lot of that garbage backyard wrestling yeah. I, I was i was part of that scene um so my mum was right as it turns out uh, so i got into the in wrestling in 2000 so i didn't see Shawn michaels mm-hmm. i didn't see him as like this crowning guy and in 2000 they always kept bringing him back for things brought him back for the judgment day match with uh triple h and the rock yeah he had that promo uh armageddon where it talks about like you know the, the importance of hell in the cell and he would just crop up on tv every now and again mm. but for me i had no frame of reference of who this guy was so i actually could have really done with a six minute video package yeah that would have explained to me like and you know when he came back in 2002 for the match against triple h that was a lot of stuff that we then got was for hey if you weren't here mm. here's why Shawn michaels is important yeah, I think I think that must be it because I think like actually if you think about it, if you're a youngish wrestling fan, let's say you've only been a fan for three or four years, right? You know John Cena more as a movie star. Yeah. Oh yeah, he used to be in WWE, right? But he's the guy in the movies, and so yeah, it did make I I, I hadn't it hadn't crossed my mind at all that there was anyone in the universe who doesn't know about John Cena's backstory in, in wrestling and then like halfway through this video package i was like oh yeah wait not everyone is it's it's kind yeah. of weird I thought, we don't, it's something it's things that we don't really think about a lot i said this to ali recently um there are kids now who are adults who have only ever known raw being a three-hour show <laughs> and in their mind poor kids that is how raw should be and that is how like mm. and i I didn't twig it for ages and ages and ages. And even when I was having a conversation with Ollie about it, that something really snapped with me. And I was like, oh, that's why we often get messages from people being like, AEW's got too big a roster. They need a third hour. Because that's, in their mind, mm-hmm. is, the answer to the, is the answer to the problem. Oh, we'll just add a third hour to the show. Because that, that's what WWE did, and it fixed the problem. Mm. So actually, no. No. It made, it made the whole show much, much worse. It made the product so much worse. I, I was... Uh... Spoiler for the next issue of WrestleTalk magazine. I've, I've written an article about the 30th anniversary of Raw and how it started. And yeah. so I've been watching some of the 1993 episodes in the past few weeks. The hour-long ones. And they're <laughs> an hour. I mean, yeah. On the network, because, you know, obviously there's no ad break. So they're like 44 minutes or yeah. something. Uh, you, by the time you've settled down and eaten a packet of crisps, you're like, you're like <laughs> Done. oh, that was quick. Like, but in a white part of me thinks, that would be wicked. Yeah, like, <laughs> if, if, if you just squeeze everything in, maybe not an hour, but you know yeah. what I mean. Like, oh, like it goes back to two hours. Yeah, I mean, nice. Two's a yeah, nice two's a, two, yeah. I mean, I think SmackDown works nicer two-hour show. Dynamite works brilliantly to two-hour show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, I find it very interesting that there are kids who only ever known it as a three-hour show, and so that for them is the way that it is. Yeah, and that's, I think that's very interesting. Yeah, in some yeah. way, you know, but like there are some new fans who are like. Is Cena a wrestler? Like I've only ever known him as that guy from Trainwreck or from The Suicide. Do we need to do it with The Rock? In a way, maybe we do. I mean, so well, we'll go on to the main event in a second. We've Mm. we've talked way long about this, but no, 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 it's not. Don't apologize, but I I very much like it. Uh, AE Podcast. Their second series that they did was The Rock's return for like the WrestleMania stuff he did with Cena, Mm -hmm. and one of the guys that was on that was like, "Look, I wasn't watching wrestling during the Attitude Era, so I, I was a fan in the mid 2000s." And then he came back. He was a no, like, 
he was just a guy that was on movies but i had no connection to him as a wrestler so like his return did absolutely nothing for me because I've got no connection to it Whereas whatsoever. to me, when that, that night he came back on Raw, I was like phoning up my grandparents. Like, yeah. You never guess what happened. The Rock's oh back. It was all yeah. we were talking about. In, yeah. like, in the, I was working in an office at the time. I was working for the Yellow Pages. And that's all we were talking about. The problem was like, did you hear? Because mm-hmm. we all thought it was Justin Bieber. Because that was oh, the story. Yeah. And that was the rumor at the time is that it was Bieber. It was unveiling a host for Mania. For Mania. And yeah. the story was it was Bieber. And actually, as the story goes, it was going to be Bieber until it became The Rock. But when The Rock came back, that was all everyone was talking about. The following was like, have you heard The Rock's back? Wrestling's mm-hmm. saved. Wrestling's good again. The Rock's back. And to be fair, Cena Rock would probably be a much better main event for Mania than Cena against Justin Bieber. Hey, so. j- hey Justin Bieber was going to pin John Cena. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then have a rematch the next year. And wow. He would have been pinned by Justin Bieber and mm-hmm. Kevin Federline. I'll tell you what, CM Punk would have had a point then about not being in the main event. <laughs> Anyway, let's get in. We had the video package for Lacey Evans. Then we got into our main event. The Miracle on 34th Street fight between Imperium and Braun and Ricochet. Wouldn't be a Christmas episode without the Miracle on 34th Street fight. And hey, do you know what? Bit of fun, isn't it? I loved it. Oh, it was great fun. Yeah. Absolute nonsense in this match as well, because, you know, plunder, there's mince pies and everything. Well, I suppose cookies in America. But if this was in the UK, you would have hit them with mince pies mm-hmm. and stuff. And... Like they, they just lots of plunder around the ring and everything, and they make their way to the stage. Imperium are on top. Ricochet's laid out. Braun Strowman is struggling, and there's these two giant presents. And Imperium open up one of them, and a ballerina comes out and does some ballet to the Nutcracker. That was fine. Yeah, and yeah. then she dances off. But it's to set up the punchline for it, where they open up another present, and the New Day come out dressed as nutcrackers mm. who then cracked imperium in the nuts See, i didn't get it till the commentators explained it <laughs> like, i thought oh that's funny they just kicked him in the balls yeah and then it was like and he go, oh the nutcracker i was like okay yeah good pun the nutcrackers cracked him in the nuts can so. i give a shout out as well to wade barrett on commentary doing this because like occasionally when you're listening to commentary on wwe you laugh out loud at something and i had one of those moments when michael cole starts you know when they're throwing him into the christmas trees yeah and, and michael cole starts saying Oh, when I was a boy, we used to go to a Christmas tree farm and wait for it. Nobody cares that you went to a Christmas tree farm. Shut up, Cole. I was like, yeah. That's funny. Wade so. is so great at commentary. <laughs> I love Stu. And so they get cracked in the nuts. That powers up Braun Strowman. Like he gets his yep. second win. He does his big choo-choo train stuff. And then he sees Ricochet down and out. So he grabs some mistletoe and goes, Samantha! Yeah. Screws to Samantha Irvin, who is dating Ricochet in, in IRL. And then he holds the mistletoe up so, and he and then holds up this unconscious Ricochet. And Samantha gives him a big old smooch and like spinach to Popeye. He's like, and he just powers up, runs wild. They hit some moves and they win. Who knew that was all it took, right? I had a, had a blast watching well, Ricochet should do that every week. <laughs> Be world champion. Suddenly, mistletoe's not just for Christmas. No, just yeah. hold it up above Samantha, like all matches. Would and it stuff. work without the mistletoe? I don't know. Well, would it have the same effect? I don't know because they're not an on-screen couple, so you don't want to have it posed as just like. Well, they are now. Well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> been, uh... I, I, I'll be honest. I did have to Google it. Yeah. I just Googled. I was like, "Are they dating?" Yeah. He said, "Yeah," and I was like, "Oh, that's an even sweeter spot." Well, then. It's been, you know, it's now out there, so it's in, it's canon now. I had so... a, a lot of fun with this very silly match. And on a slightly more serious note, it's another example, I hinted at this earlier, that Ricochet is having an absolute renaissance, isn't he? And I love it. Yeah, I love it's Ricochet. great. Love right. to see it. Uh, yeah, 
silly fun. A great way to end off a Christmas special. Mm. No, like, Walter showdown or anything with Braun. It was just, oh, the good guys won. The mm. beat, the baddies. And now, actually, if those two get married, I actually want Braun to throw them into a fishy at the wedding. <laughs> Do you? Clever. <laughs> I'd be mad at them doing flips or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was this week's SmackDown. I had a fun time with it. I, I gave it three out of five in the edited review. Yeah. It's a perfectly fine Christmas special. Yeah, three, I think, is a very fair score. Absolutely. I'll just quickly double check that we haven't got any Patreon shoutouts we need to do, but I don't think we have. We do, in fact, Ooh. because it's time to shout out our moderating team. Ah. What, a, what a nice way to end off the Christmas special here by giving you all the rundown of our great moderators. So shout out to Andy, Chris, Devon, Jalen, John, Les, Paul, Rob, and Sean. And of course, because she never writes her name down in this, the mod mother, Jenna. Thank you all so much. We love our moderating team. Uh, shout them out in the comments down below. Give me little clap emojis and that for them because we love our moderating team. And that'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us here Christmas Eve. Yeah, where are you off to now? You're off to your in-laws. Uh, you yes, say? I've got some work that I need to do back in the office. I've yep. got some some videos to schedule for the, the festive period. Lovely. Uh, and then I'm back to my in-laws. Yep. Uh, got to drive back to Reading. And we're going to watch Elf. Oh, yes, you said. Yes, we're going to have some party food. Mm -hmm. Tis the season after all. Yeah. And then maybe watch Muppet Christmas Carol tonight. Nice. And then there's only one more sleep till Christmas. Oh, goosebumps. And goosebumps. Christmas Day tomorrow. Whereas I've uh, I drove here today because there's no trains in London today. So or this afternoon. So and I, and then as I told you before we went on air, I found out I've got a flat tire. I've never changed one before. <laughs> so I don't know how I'm getting home. But that's that's what we're going to figure out. That's what I'm going to figure out as soon as we're off here. Yep. <laughs> So there you go. Let us know what your Christmas plans are tomorrow on the WrestleTalk podcast. As is tradition, the WrestleTalk Christmas special will go up. It's an all-star rotating lineup. Ollie, Dave will be on the show. Andy is on the show. Adam Blompier, Laurie Blake, Tempest, uh, Editor Terry, Social Media Abby, uh, and a very special guest for the final portion uh, of the Christmas special. International so, guest. An inter a special international guest. So make sure you tune in for the Christmas special tomorrow. Thank you so much for watching our award season as well. Next week, the award season continues with the worst awards. Oof. So we've got the worst match going out on Boxing Day, the worst pay-per-view going out a couple of days later. Next Tuesday will be the best of WrestleTalk 2022, which I've been informed by Editor Vinny is over five hours long. But it's so much best stuff. So it's going to be between five and six hours long, so make sure you tune in for... You know, I'm not saying you have to watch all of it, but it certainly helps our watch time. Uh, and then we've also got a live episode review of Dynamite next week and on Saturday, on New Year's Eve, Ollie Davis will be here with Sat Eniangi reviewing SmackDown with that big tag team match. Yes. Where's Sat today? What's he up to today? I, believe, I think he's with his family. I think Is he's he with his little getting fest he's, I, I had the pleasure. I hadn't actually spoken to Sat very much before, but I sat next to him at the WrestleTalk Christmas party. He's, mm -hmm. a, he's a jolly chap. Oh, isn't he just the best? He might be Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen him in the same place. That's and, true. and it's Christmas Eve and he can't be here. I'm just saying. I think we should just we should be putting him on the side of Coca-Cola buses. Saying. Yeah. Thank you all so much for watching. Have a great Christmas and a happy holidays. Uh, oh, sorry, I should do the proper outro. I've been Luke Owen, DAD, your Jam That Champion and Quizzle Mania Champion. That has been the voice of British wrestling, Dave Bradshaw. Jam That Jam. Jam That Jam. Jam That Jam.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com style.